Good day and welcome to the Cincy Slangin' Bearcat Podcast. I'm Coomer, joined as always by Hummer. Hummer, what's up, buddy? The ocean, the waters of the ocean have been separating the bowels of the ship, wandering aimlessly for five long days. Curious as to what the University of Cincinnati would be doing with his men's basketball program. But here we are today, tonight, April 14th. I don't know if the university has made an official statement. I think they have. But sources all over the place are confirming that Cincinnati has a new head basketball coach, and we no longer have to wonder who the heck it is. It is a great day to be a Cincinnati Bearcat basketball fan. And welcome to the family, Wes Miller. That is the absolute best introduction you have ever given this podcast. And it's well-deserved. You just mentioned it. The Bearcats have a new head basketball coach after a strenuous five-day search. I got to be honest. It was only five days, but that was it was a whirlwind. That, that search went in a lot of different direction with, directions with a lot of different rumors. And yes, I may trip over my words. Hummer and I are each enjoying a bourbon. As we, as we record this podcast, me personally, I'm going with the Angels Envy Hummer. Jameson Black Barrel Irish Whiskey. This is uh, a little bit left over from St. Patty's Day. It's a, it's a great choice. Uh, charred for a rich, smooth taste. This podcast <laughs> is sponsored by absolutely <laughs> that would be awesome. one today. <laughs> we'll work uh, on it. But let's, let's kind of, I'll give a quick rundown here over who Wes Miller is. Um, We'll, we'll also discuss how we ended up at West Miller. There's obviously things that we're going to learn about that in the coming days and weeks, um, and maybe what the vision that John Cunningham has specifically for Wes, um, and maybe what sold him on him as what sold him on West Miller being the right candidate and the right fit for the University of Cincinnati. Um, we'll also talk about who didn't get selected for the job and how local and national media is going to react to that. In the meantime. A little bit about Warren Weston Miller, who is someone who is from Greensboro, North Carolina, born and bred, um, really has spent much of his life in North Carolina. So the, the theme of West Miller is that he's very connected in the North Carolina region, doesn't have a ton of connections to Ohio or the Midwest, but he is someone who has been um, a fast riser in the college basketball coaching ranks. So everybody probably knows him as the, the walk-on who won a national championship with North Carolina back in 2005. Well, can, can, I, can I rephrase that for you? Yeah. If you happen to have known who he was prior to today, that is what you probably knew him for. Because other than that, I honestly don't think a lot of people in the Cincinnati area knew who he was. I think if you're a college basketball fan who is like reading the articles about what's happening in the landscape across the country. Wes Miller is probably a name you've come across recently because of his success, because of the fact that he's one of the, you know, the quote unquote hottest names under 40 years old in terms of yeah, and, and getting a future job. The, he was just UFC. considered, he was just considered for the North Carolina job that, that yep. went to, uh, who did it went go to Herbert Davis, mm -hmm. which is interesting. We'll get into, we'll get into to that dynamic. Hubert uh, Davis. Yeah, we'll get into Hubert Davis a little later with the, with that dynamic because I think that's interesting. You know, when you look at the amount of assistant coaches being hired, but well, I mean, and, uh, so let me finish. After he left, he he leaves North Carolina, 
becomes an assistant coach at Elon, moves to becoming an assistant coach at High Point, and then an assistant coach at UNC Greensboro. After one year of doing that, he's head coach at Greensboro for 10 years. So he's had 10 years of head coaching experience, despite being only 38 years old. So clearly someone who's young in the profession, lots of room to grow, clearly looking to, to build a name for himself. And, and I'm sure many people will speculate about having bigger ambitions beyond the University of Cincinnati. But the fact is, this is someone who's young, but experienced, an experienced young coach um, who has recently been very consistent in having Greensboro cranking out 20, 25 wins a season for the last five years or so. I'm thinking I'm looking at it. So I'm 33 and I've started, if we started a podcast when we were 32 and Wesley, is it Warren? Do you say Warren or Wes? What was the full name there? Warren Weston Miller. Warren or Warren? Warren. Warren. We're learning so much about this coach tonight, uh, guys. So welcome, welcome to our journey. But so he was 32 and coach of a mid-major division one basketball program. Meanwhile, Coomer and I started in our basements and attics, a podcast. Uh, I'd say he's pretty accomplished by the age of 32. He's 38. He has 10 consecutive seasons with the same school. And he's frankly, he started kind of crushing it. I guess you could say from a conference perspective, three, four lost conference schedules. Um, And, you know, look, we we're Cincinnati. We used to be in the American in conference USA. We used to be in the Metro conference. You know, we're in the American athletic conference. Um, I do think it's, it's a step up from conference USA, but still, you know, we're, we're not that far removed when you look at the landscape of, of the school. So I think that's an accomplishment, what he's done there. And he's showing sustained success, which is good because that's what we want here. Uh, And if I'm judging off of Twitter, it doesn't seem to be a, a radical from a local perspective. A, a, like, I feel like the local landscape is kind of split. Um, there's a lot of guys who are happy, but the national media, man, they are fawning all over this hired. Um, I think we got some details on the contract coming live to you here. Wes Miller's contract at Cincinnati will be for six years in approximately $8 million. Okay. What does that come into? About 1.2 per year? I'm not, I'm not good at, at math on bourbons, um, but if, if I'm doing the math, it's about 1.33 okay. um, million, million per year. Um, look, that's not, that's not a bad number, you know, for, for a guy who still has a lot to prove. Um, six years though, that's a, that's a nice, nice lengthy deal. Well, it's the, it's the number of years you have to give a coach. I mean, it's the same number of years they gave Brandon. Um, you've got we, to, we gave him two. <laughs> We ended up giving him two. He had we, a six-year joke contract. about. Are we? Is it? Is it okay to make fun of this now? Is it okay to joke about it? It's always okay to joke about it. We're going to be joking about it for the rest of time, no including including Hall of Fame <laughs> proclamations, which I saw you already took the courtesy of doing online. We don't have to actually do it on the podcast this time. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I guess it's more more concrete on Twitter. So I want everybody to know. Well, I just, I, it's an exciting hire, right? Like I think on its face there were a lot of names that were being more heavily rumored as more likely to fill the job. And then out of left field over the last, I mean, it's not just today, a couple within the last 48 hours or so, Wes Miller started rising in terms of um, his serious, the, the seriousness of his consideration for the position. 
And once you go and read about him and see the success and hear what people are saying about him, he's clearly viewed as someone who's a rock star as in terms of like, he's, he's going to, to succeed. He's going to be a, a home run hire for Cincinnati. And I, I feel mostly excited about it. I think it's a, I mean, it's certainly an improvement over what we're leaving in terms of if you want to get, if you were, if you want to get excited, I'm telling you, go to Twitter, go to type in West Miller, Cincinnati, click on top or latest. I'm, I'm going through the latest and I think you're going to get excited. Uh, when you're under the top, you're, you're getting Bobby Reagan saying, you know, this is a great, you know, great hire. All you're seeing is national media guys. This is a great, fantastic hire. What a hire. Um, not sure if he's a chili guy. Uh, you, you know, there's, there seems to be a lot of positive vibes around him when you're going through the latest and someone's pointing out um, the last three Southern conference coaches who, who made NCAA tournaments and left for higher jobs, Mike Young at Virginia tech, Steve Forbes at wake forest. Now Wes Miller at Cincinnati. So these are guys that are clearly getting their opportunities. Um, but look, if John Rothstein is finally excited about Cincinnati, like it doesn't that speak volumes? Cause I feel like for a while there, uh, John Rothstein hated with a passion, the university of Cincinnati, um, just about as much as the fan base has a general disdain for John Rothstein himself. Who likes John Rothstein? Like who, well, if, hey, if who he wants to get back in bed demo? with us, okay. <laughs> Who's who, who are the people that are following Rothstein and consuming his content and saying, He's crushing it. I can't wait till he says another cliche. I can't wait till he says Mick Cronin more consistent than a few good men on a rainy Sunday again. God crushing it, Rothstein. Who? Who are those people? Rothstein to me is a lot like the Foo Fighters. Who loves yeah. who loves the Foo Fighters? Can we? Uh, and that's probably is, harsh on the on the Foo Fighters. I apologize. That to is the Foo harsh, Fighters. man. I'm I'm in on the Foo Fighters, but. Um, here's a good point. Wes Miller, first coach in 30 years. Is that right? 30, 32 years without any connections whatsoever to Cincinnati, Mick Cronin, or Bob Huggins. Very interesting. That's, that's the biggest question to me is how he fits at this university without having the regional ties. Because so much of coaching at the college level, it's kind of in three phases, at least in my opinion. Like my read on coaching, you break it down into three different areas of expertise, if you will. Area one is basically just your general ability to run a program, lead a program, inspire, and, and kind of connect with players. That's an area that our last coach failed at. It's, he was an utter disaster in that area. Wes Miller has been doing that at UNC Greensboro for the last 10 years, and they've seen consistent improvement. That's a good sign. Area two is obviously recruiting and your ability to use, I mean, with most schools, and this includes Cincinnati, you generally are looking to, to kind of capitalize on the area that you are located. So with Cincinnati, you've got the, the region of Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, West Virginia, you know, it can, it can expand outward. You've got Michigan, Illinois. He's not, he's not familiar with these areas at all. So in terms of where he's mining for talent to attract to the university of Cincinnati, how is he going to build those relationships locally 
to try and capitalize on the talent in this region. And then the third phase, which I, well, I'll mention since I did say there was three, would be the X's and O's piece, which is probably the least important piece from a college coaching perspective. It's important, but not the most important. I would say the other two are far more important. I mean, it will. Okay. You're, you're not wrong, but those are also things that you can build. You know, that that's not something that, and it's, are we crazy to expect Wes Miller to come into Cincinnati next year and take us to a tournament? I hate saying this because I've said this many times that the expectation is the university of Cincinnati are tournament or bust. I don't have that expectation for, for West this year. I don't, I, I, there's, there's a lot of uphill battles. We haven't heard from any of the former players. I say former as in <laughs> currently sitting in the transfer portal. Um, not to be confused with the former players we'll talk about later, uh, but we haven't heard their reactions to it. You know, what kind of roster are we going to look at? Cause he has a tall task ahead of him. We have currently four, uh, four players. Do we have enough? I forget. I, I this is the crazy part. I don't remember how many players we have on this team. <laughs> Um, I think we Here, have four. Here's a rehash. Let's let's go through. It. We've got four David scholarship De, players and we David. I'll run through David it. Best. David DeJulius, Jeremiah Davenport, Micah Adams Woods, Victor Lockin, and Rob Banks. So four scholarships and a walk on. The good news is with that roster right there, is you have three guys, two of them which can handle the ball really well, and one of them who's becoming you know, uh, an MVP uh, developing that way. If he continues his ascension into uh, Cincinnati greatness in Der Jeremiah Davenport, um, who this year, Neil Slayton will not be our odd man out. Does anybody get mentioned more than Neil Slayton in the Bearcats lexicon? He's just an ever present omniscient force that is inspiring conversations across the blogosphere. Well, I will tell you, I did, I did, I wore the shirt I'm wearing tonight, Coomer, two days in a row. Huh. Nice I wore this shirt. shirt two days in a row. This, the shirt I'm wearing is the the '90s style block letters in anticipation of a hire that didn't happen. Um, but I'm excited about this one. I, I don't think there's any reason to not be excited. That's I'm not seeing anything like this. Isn't an Archie Miller type of like let's just throw a big name out there. Right, this is a guy who's been at his place established for ten years. He started to build an actual trajectory of good momentum, of of solid coaching, um, and frankly, I've just never seen the national media fawn over a hire that Cincinnati made, um, and that's probably just because I have recency bias. Um, but you know, Pat Ford, Mick Cronin was a very trendy hire at the time for what it's worth. I mean, he, he coached under Rick Pitino. I said recency buyer here, re recency biased. But, you know, even like we get guys like Pat Ford, Tommy Lloyd to Arizona, good jobs go to good candidates. And West Miller to Cincinnati, Tommy Lloyd to Arizona, good jobs go to good candidates. Though I figured since he might make it an in-the-family hire. Um, that, that one was interesting. Who said that? Um, Pat Ford. Yeah, and, and we'll get there. Um I guess it's just that's the elephant in the room. All right, let's just let's just attack it. It's the elephant in the room that's kind of burying the lead. For the last three days, we all thought and assumed the hire was going to be Eric Martin. That's that's a hundred percent where all of the the back the back sources the 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 you know the the what am I trying to say the behind the curtain scene what everybody was telling you 
you know, oh, this is what I'm hearing. I'm hearing this from from a board of director, or, or I'm hearing this from you know a former coach, or I'm hearing this from from this so and so. Well, he had two Martin interviews. He had guy. two interviews before Wes Miller had one. And he had two interviews. So Eric you Martin thought was this interviewed guy was on guy. Saturday, followed up on Monday, and as Chad Brendel reported on his website, uh, BearcatJournal.com, they they were in some sort of talks from a contract standpoint. Numbers were being shared. They may have not been in a full-fledged negotiation. Hey, let's take this to the next level. Let's buy rings. It wasn't that clearly, but they were talking numbers. And so I think Eric Martin was the clear-cut favorite after the weekend. And then he seemed to cool off and tail off. And you started hearing about Ronald Norid for, as an assistant coach from the Charlotte Hornets. You started hearing a little bit of more, more about um, Ryan Peden as an, an assistant coach from the Ohio State University. I can't believe I just said the, I, I apologize sincerely. I might have to edit that out. Um, and I hope I said his name correctly. And then you also heard, started hearing about Wes Miller um, on top of Eric Martin. And so I think well, Eric like, Martin... Like- I, we got excited. Let's be real. Let's be honest. We got excited about Eric Martin. It wasn't something that you needed to be hardcore talked into. You know, it was, okay, this makes a lot of sense. He's a guy who has 14 years of experience under the Hugs coaching tree. More than likely, he's going to embrace former players. He's going to embrace the Nick Van Exel and staff. He might be investing into a, a James White or, or someone else to come in and do, you know, recruiting or, or whatever it may be, whatever their, their role may be. And you get excited about that. You can get behind it. It's a great PR move from the university. And I am curious to see what we'll learn in the upcoming days, if we learn anything at all, because we didn't know anything about the contract negotiations from the last or the interviews uh, the last time around. This was all, you know, hearsay of, you know, well, well, they they weren't even going to do this, or they weren't going to do that. Um, you know, there wasn't anything definitive. So I am curious if stuff will leak over the coming days of the contract negotiations, if they did occur between Eric Martin and University of Cincinnati. Uh, because frankly, if it's, if it was a numbers game, like, like did, did, could Eric Miller have walked away from the university of Cincinnati, the way they, the way they positioned it saying the university has informed him. I don't know. I don't know. But if it's the difference between 1.1 and 1.2, I think that's, um, that would be a shame on Eric Martin for, for having turned that one down. But yeah, no, um, no reason to really speculate on that front until we get the facts. I suspect that we're not going to get them based on how John, John Cunningham is, is uh, operating in the shadows on this. Dude, stuff. He's a he wizard. Keeps, I kind of the wizard of the wizard of Lindard Center. <laughs> well, let's. I actually. I so, don't mean that. I don't mean that like a wizard who's like doing magic. I mean that he's standing behind the curtain and you don't really know who he is <laughs> and what he's doing. Well, if you're comparing him to the Wizard of Oz, uh, that wouldn't be great for our program if he's operating like the Wizard of Oz and it's all just you know bells and whistles and he's just behind the curtain being incompetent. I, that's what I'm. I do, that's why I say we don't know anything about the. I hope that's not the case. Um, mm. What I wanted to say, though, is is I'll, I'll kind of put a bow here on the Eric Martin situation. He was my favorite candidate by the end. When we recorded our first you know, preliminary uh, kind of preview of what the coach search might look like, who the hot candidates were, I left that thinking that Dennis Gates and Eric Martin were my 1A and 1B options. After a few days listening to you, reading more about Eric Martin, thinking about what it might do for the program to have Eric Martin and potentially Nick Van Exel kind of leading us into this uh, new era, but it's very nostalgic and familiar. That excited me. It felt good. I thought it would really energize the fan base and the community around Bearcat basketball. It, it 
but not not going with Eric Martin doesn't make it, it. It's not like we've settled for a bad option here. I guess where I, where I see it heading is that that is a great way to put it. It's not like this is. It's not like all right, we lost out on Eric Martin. This is what we had to settle for. This is a great option. This is a great a great coach that we've got. Yeah, like this is this is far superior to me than going with like a an Archie Miller. I told right. you, Archie Miller, I could not stand the idea of taking Indiana's leftovers. Um, Indiana's shit. It, it dawned on me, too. Like, we, we were adamant that we did not want a Miller coaching the University of Cincinnati, and that's exactly what we got. But fortunately, he is not a part of the Miller family that we so greatly disdain. That's a win. Yeah, I mean, look, it's a win. I, I guess the, the the part that's disheartening about the Eric Miller thing is Eric Martin. Eric Martin. Sorry, we're getting them. I'm like, can't believe we're, we 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 settled for another Miller, um, not Archie <laughs> Miller, West Miller, no relation. Um, no, I, I guess the part that I, the pointer I'm trying to get to, or what I'm actually trying to say is, you've already starting to see some of the backlash from this decision on Twitter from the former players, you know, the former players aren't happy about this, but in the end. And in some ways it's kind of understandable, right? I think there's a real as great and as, as nostalgic as we are as a fan base about the Bob Huggins era, the reality is for the players themselves, there is a stigma when it comes to real world opportunities for them. And we've heard it from multiple players when it comes to pursuing coaching careers, when it comes to attempting to get positions in, in front offices or administrative roles, there's a stigma against the Bob Huggins teams as though there's not, you know, the, that they shouldn't be considered for those types of roles. And it's unfair. And fortunately, I don't think that's how Eric Martin was thought of at all in terms of how he was interviewed, how he was considered. He very much seems like he was considered a viable and true candidate. I think he was, he probably finished in the top three, I imagine. I and I'm sure that imagine, I imagine he finished in the top two. Yeah. I, I think by the end though, it might've actually been that Ohio state assistant who I'm just mm -hmm. not saying his name because I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. It, I think the only reason that may have happened is because once the contract negotiations start going south, they rarely do they they, they start coming up to the surface again. So then you 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 know what? If you ain't first, you're last. <laughs> yeah, and and so here's I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of of the Bob Huggins era players specifically. They're the players that we know the most. They have the most name recognition generally. Uh, we see them in the community. They all, a lot of them live here in Cincinnati or at least stay engaged in Cincinnati, come back here for games and whatnot. When we departed, when we parted ways with Bob Huggins back in 2005, there was a, a conscious effort from the university to kind of completely detach ourselves from that brand. If you, if you want to call it that there's, you know, based on reputation, based on the baggage that came from national criticism, based on, you know, Huggins persona and the way that we were portrayed as a program, there was, there was an attempt as a university, a clear attempt to move on from that perception nationally and kind of reinvent ourselves and re-image ourselves. Well, how does that sit if you're one of these players and 
UC basketball is what it is because of that era. We're not, we don't have the expectations we do or the success or the cachet or the brand recognition without those players and without Bob Huggins. And so if there's this conscious effort to move away from that and not fully embrace it, or the way that it's embraced is only through fan, you know, praise and, Hey, take a picture with me. And, uh, you know, I love these guys, fan polls online. That's great. They love that. They appreciate that. I imagine. But when it comes to getting jobs in the coaching staff or, you know, being considered, you know, top candidates or getting, getting an opportunity to lead the program and be brought back into the fold. I imagine it's frustrating. I think they, I think that there was a sentiment and a feeling that this was it. Eric Martin was our shot to kind of bring back that era of basketball and get another run at it. And it just, it didn't come to fruition this time. Well said. And I think that's a perfect place, uh, perfect place to, to leave it. You know, it would have been great to see Eric Martin, you know, back on the, back on the, on the side of the, or not back, but on the side, I guess back, back, back on the sidelines. But in this case, instead of wearing Bob Huggins gold suit, he comes in wearing a, a red, red suit. Uh, I'm obsessed with it. Would have loved to have seen it, but look, we're moving on. We're getting excited. We have a coach. This is the, the, the Cincinnati men's hoops, uh, Twitter ESPN in 2020 number one coach under 40 Wes Miller over the last five seasons, five straight 21 season two tournament NCAA tournament appearances, two conference tournament championships, 125 wins good for number top for a top 10 D one win since 2016. So he is a top 10 winning coach in division one since 2016. Uh, but what more do you want from a resume for a guy? And I get some of the reservations people are having. If he, if he leaves, if he bolts, um, you know, if he wants an ACC job, but let's all face it too. We're also fighting for conference realignment, which we know is coming up. Well, we don't know, but we assume it's coming up soon with the, with the TV negotiations, the read, the read deals that are, that are going to be redrawn. Um, so if that happens, there's a lot, there's a lot between it happens now and then, now and then, but look, he stayed at UNC Greensboro for 10 years. He built up a resume that he probably could have left UNC Greenville last year. Might've been able to do it the year before that. Well, it's, it's telling he's clearly respected because if you're getting consideration, legitimate consideration for the UNC job, I mean, that's, that's saying something that is saying something at the age of that 38 and look, he's a young guy. And look, I think so. That kind of makes I, me... I, what I'm saying to say is I'm starting to talk myself and I don't think the worries of being a stepping stone are, I think they're crazy at this point because that's, that is the difference. Like, I don't think Cincinnati's that kind of program. We can retain coaches for 10 years. That's not hard. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that it's, it's, it's a mistake if you're someone who is worried about hiring the best guy because they might jump for another job. It, it could happen. Like it, it is, I can't deny that Wes Miller could blow it out of the water and then take a, a bigger or more lucrative job in the future. That's it possible. Would, what, what if this was a situation where maybe we didn't think Wes Miller would be all that interested. And when we gave him a call, his agents like, Oh yeah, he would. <laughs> I think that's a chance. Like that's why he may have come on so strong late in the process. And maybe it was like, well, you're the good point. We had a player, a former player who mentioned when he was at North Carolina, 
Who was the second most recognizable logo in college sports? When that's in, this is obviously biased, but Cincinnati, <laughs> the Seapaw, the Jordan brand, right? This guy could you're be talking, saying, you're talking late nineties, basically late, late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. Yeah. You're getting into that, into that. And you're getting a guy from North Carolina who just got spurned by North Carolina. And he goes, well, wait a minute. I can bring Cincinnati back. I can take Cincinnati there. And that's what he wants to do. We know that's his aspirations. He has that quote. He has a, a quote out there. Um, we got sent this. He's not kidding. This is this is the reason he's doing anything. This is the whole point of it right now at UNCG, his office on an early February afternoon. And that's one thing about Miller, self-professed pain in the ass. That's never changed. He's intense. Granted, we don't like too intense. Just, just know that going into this. Um, he wants no, we love we love intense. Just don't be a, don't you be know, a ha- have the ability of relating to your players. How about that? Yeah, How about show yeah. some sort of true care, compassion, and empathy for your players? Well said. He wants it now. He is stubborn. All those qualities that make him a coach and the person he is today. He's constantly thinking of pushing the envelope in a good way. Uh, look, that is what you want to hear from a coach. He's no. At the end of the day, I don't think there's too much to say about it. It's it's it seems like it's a good hire. I can't pretend like I've I've studied him for years to say one way or the other, but it seems like it's a good hire. When you I feel like generally when you have most of the national media on board with this, and the only people who are arguing about it are are the two percent of Bearcat fans on Twitter who did generally did not know he was the coach at UNCG until um, they Googled him when. When John Rostein broke the news that he was a serious contender, uh, when we're arguing about his his qualities here, um, I, I don't really think we need to be that worried. No, but there are there are questions to be asked, and it comes down to what's the question? Are we asking the, the recruiting? Here's the question I'm asking, and I know we put a bow on the Eric Martin situation, but I think what that came with was this idea of he's extremely well connected in Ohio. There are West Virginia has been recruiting the hell out of this area for years now. Eric Martin is a big part of that. And we already mentioned the fact that West Miller doesn't have ties here. I think it's easy to dismiss the Bearcat basketball alumni's desire to have a Cincinnati imprint on this next staff and next tenure, right? It's easy to laugh them off and say, here we go again. This is, they always want to, you know, make it about them and kind of revisit what the past is. And it's all about nostalgia. That's the wrong way to approach this. There is a real need, I think. I think it would be to the betterment of our program and the betterment of West Miller's start to figure out a way to engage your alumni base, to engage and excite the fan base to say, yes, here's the guys I'm bringing for my staff. Here's how I'm trying to incorporate that Bearcat history or trying to incorporate expertise in the region. Maybe it ends up not being a Cincinnati Bearcat alumni, but it's someone, it's a, it's a, a an olive branch to say, no, I acknowledge that I, that I need somehow to connect myself to this specific area in this specific region. I wonder, I'll be curious to see how Wes Miller does that. What does his staff end up looking like? I was like going through all the players and being like, Oh, maybe he does have ties here. Maybe he does. Maybe he does. Uh, High point, North Carolina hunt uh, coming in Georgia, Huntsville, Alabama, high point, North Carolina. North Charlotte, North Carolina, Kernersville, North Carolina, 
threat. Kingston, don't, North and Carolina. don't kid yourself. Don't kid yourself thinking he's going to North Carolina to pull a bunch of players out of there to come to UC. Fayetteville, North Carolina. That's already one of the most competitive regions in the country in terms of attracting. And have talent. we historically ever had success down there? I feel like our success is mainly dotted along the East Coast. The first player I think of is Eric Hicks. Eric Hicks. I'm pretty sure he was from North Carolina. Roy Bright. I think Roy Bright was from one of the Carolinas. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) Look, at the end of the day, look, we don't know what he can do with with a local, with a a school like Cincinnati. Playing in a better conference, you're going to get better players. Look, John Brandon, for all of his faults, was one thing for sure, which was a good recruiter. And he was able to pull, well, for the classes that we had, we were excited about the players. Good, good was, recruiter, bad retainer. I'm not, I don't, I'm not getting into that part. I'm getting into the kids that he no. brought into the school. We were happy with Tari Eason. We were ecstatic about Tari Eason. We were happy about Mike Saunders. We right. were over the moon about Zach Harvey. You're going to get better guys because it's a, a, better, a better school, better conference, better program. Exactly. That's a great point, Hummer. Just remind you, everyone remind, take a deep breath and remind yourself that John Brannon, coach from NKU, with honestly no national buzz whatsoever, and an assistant coaching staff that frankly wasn't up to par. Like that wasn't that great. That that group, that staff, that coaching staff was able to pull in Zach Harvey, Tari Eason, Mike Saunders Jr., and the Madsen twins. Jeremiah Davenport, Micah Adams Woods. Wes Miller's coming in with already much more cachet than that. I promise you. Wes Miller is coming in with a bigger name, a more recognizable name, and a better ability to to bring on better assistant coaches and recruit more strongly for the University of Cincinnati. I truly believe that. I firmly believe that. Yeah, it's it's important. Remind yourself, like just just watch, see what happens. This is a school that that has pedigree. We're we're gonna be fine. I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm excited about the future. And it's just weird. It's weird though because I remember when we hired John Brannon. You know, we had we had a lot of enthusiasm about it. We were we were over the moon, and how quickly that turned sour. Remind yourselves that we turned sour on John Brannon not necessarily because of his record, but of how we got to that record. What, what got us to this point, this end point with John Brandon. So I'm going into this. I'm very excited about this hire. I think it's going to be good. Um, I think it's going to be good for the school. I think we're going to get good recruiting. Um, and at this point, there's no real, there's no real point in getting, upset about something that hasn't happened yet it's kind of like this whole argument of or this whole discussion of well luke fickle leaving cincinnati he hasn't left yet be excited he hasn't left yet right be excited he's still here yeah we're always it's kind of built into our dna this always we have to wait for the other shoe to drop there's so much pain and so much trauma in being a sports fan in cincinnati that we're always i mean think about it we're hiring Wes miller and the first thing we're going to think about is that he might leave Pull it together, people. Exactly. Pull it together. Pull it together. We'll be fine. Not worried about it. We're the and University of Cincinnati. All right. What did the you? Next- what, what, I wanted to. I'm pivoting, but if you have something to say. No, I was just gonna go back to my my always point. You know, look, we're gonna we're gonna start tearing it up again. We're gonna be high flyers. 
Um, even though Jordan Brand is run by a former Huggins player who may not be happy about our decision <laughs> as well not to hire. However, Wes Miller has connections to UNC, UNC, Jordan. Hey, Galaxy Brand. Get it in here. Big bring brain, it home. Big time. Bring it home. I, uh, one thing I wanted to make sure here. we didn't ignore was this is part two of, of John Cunningham's handling of this whole snafu, right? He had phase one was get rid of the, the bad coach, the, the coach who was so clearly not up to the task two years into his six-year contract. Part two was replacing said coach. So when you look at and think back on who we considered, who we interviewed, how he went about the process, five days, that's all we really have to talk about here is a five-day process. What, what's your reaction and how do you feel about John Cunningham and the job he did in replacing John Brandon? Uh, is this, I feel like this is just a loaded question because I really did think it was going to be Eric Martin. I got excited about Eric Martin. This felt like a 180. Um, you know what I mean? It went, so in that sense, it doesn't feel like it was the – it wasn't the A-plus outcome I think we were hoping for. Um, but is it from not, like, though? I mean, it might be A-plus. Some people would say I know, this is A-plus. Well, don't don't get me wrong. What I'm going to say is is that I think the way he did the process – like, what did, what did I complain about? If we, if we roll back the tapes to the very first one talking about John Brandon and hiring of John Brandon – I think there's probably a quote on there of me saying, I did not like how the process was carried out, that it seemed like we only interviewed one candidate and that one candidate was John Brandon. I, that was, I'm almost confident you will find a quote or something, paraphrase something similar to that. And you know what? I owe you that, Hummer. I owe you that quote based on some of the other things you've been exposed for recently. This is not one of those, though. We clearly interviewed a lot of candidates, and this has to be a process that moves quick. Because we're coming up on, I mean, we're not quite there yet. Well, no way this is dragging us out till June. But, you know, the unrestricted recruiting phase is opening up. I think they're going to be getting out in person. So you need to get a staff high. You need to get people up on board with what's going on. You need to hit the transfer portal hard. You also need to talk to these, these current players. Tari, Mike, Mason. A lot of work is, needs to get done. So you have to move quick. I'm happy they moved quick. I'm happy they brought in a lot of people to interview. Um, and hey, look, we we didn't we actually didn't offer the job to the first guy we talked to. I, I don't mean to make light of that fact, or you know, light of that, or joke about it, but it is true. We did not offer this job to the first guy we interviewed. I think John Cunningham, from a process standpoint, let's. Ev- I want to look at it more from the process because I can. You can gripe about who we ended up choosing, but let's look at who we talked to, like who who actually got consideration for the job. I think he did exactly what I would want my AD to do when it comes to replacing a coach and that's uncover all sorts of stones. Yes. I'm going to consider Eric Martin 14 year assistant coach under Bob Huggins connected to the Bearcat program, played for the team for two seasons, has a final four with us, has a, has an elite eight with us. Someone who will, someone who we know will bring that, that toughness, that Bearcat mentality and will really inspire the fan base. I'm also going to talk to someone like Ronald Norrid who's only got one year of coaching experience in college, but is this hot name, hot commodity in the, in the NBA ranks where he's, you know, being waxed poetic by Brad Stevens. He's being, you know, knighted by Brad Stevens, which frankly is really what's elevating his name. 
right? I mean, like, Eric Martin was, you know, anointed by Huggins. <laughs> I know, and I'm just talking about the all over the map here. We're talking about Eric Martin. I yeah, didn't, the process. The process is. You're right. As we're going through it, the process is a plus. You Wes cannot Miller. argue with yes. the process. And here's the other thing too. A lot of the stuff I saw when John Rossing put this out is a lot of people in South Carolina or in the Carolina area who were like sports writers, local guys, were kind of bashing University of Cincinnati, basically saying we're not worthy of someone like Wes Miller. Uh, to them, and if you have kids in the car, now's the time to close their ear. Fuck you. This is the University of Cincinnati. We are a top 25, top 15 all-time program. Seriously, go fuck yourselves. Well said. <laughs> all in all, Hummer, um, look, I think, I think most of all, if you, can, if you can remove yourself from the expectation it was going to be Eric Martin, because I think that did come with a certain level of excitement. There, I think... You don't have a pulse if you couldn't get yourself excited about the idea of Eric Martin coming in as head coach with Nick Van Exel as an assistant coach. If you love Bearcat basketball, like we love Bearcat basketball, there's something that you know will make your nipples tingle with that kind of that kind of idea. But that expectation was only created by me, like media narratives, right? That that was never necessarily real. The process was the process, and what was happening behind the scenes, we never really knew. At the end of the day, John Cunningham most likely is is gathering as many viable candidates as possible. And in my opinion, he had several in this case. And he, he made the choice the that he thinks is going to be best for the program long term. I imagine the conversations included, Wes, what does your staff look like? Wes, what's your vision for the style of play? Wes, what's your vision for how you're transitioning from North Carolina to Southern Ohio? He had answers to those questions. He's extremely respected in the Wes, coaching have you community. Ever had a, Wes, have you ever had a practice stopped by the medical facility because you worked the players too hard? To... <laughs> Wes, have you ever said something bad about a recruit and then sent said bad thing to another to another recruit? Yeah. In a vacuum, I think in a vacuum, if you evaluated this this job and you and you removed the expectations what, what the, of the, the Eric Martin hire. This is a great jobs. this is a great hire for the University of Cincinnati. Well, any final thoughts on the on the hire on where we go from here? I mean, the next steps are can we next. keep Tari Eason? Can we keep Mike Saunders? Can we keep Mason Madsen? And then who's he pulling in from the portal or otherwise? Yeah, I think that that's key. And then um, I think where we go from here is you and I are going to go find someone from the Carolinas, someone who has a connection to West. And we're going to find out what it is we're getting. We're going to do a recruiting profile on West the way we do with the players. Uh, you know, let's get out of speculation mode. Let's get some guys in here who know who the hell he is. I love it. Hummer, let's leave it there. Great to chat with you tonight. Hope you enjoyed your, uh, what were you drinking again, Jack? Jameson. Jameson. Yeah. My Angels and Envy was uh, delicious myself. Folks, we'll talk to you this Sunday. Hopefully, there's. So, I, I imagine we'll hear who Wes is putting on his staff. Hopefully, a couple positions are filled, and then we'll probably have some news about Mike Saunders, Tari Eason, and Mason Madsen. I've got a feeling that we're at least we're going to have news about back. Saunders tomorrow. Fingers crossed, buddy.
Well, you know, I, if he hasn't already called all all four of those guys or five of those, it, then, then right, fire his ass, fire his ass already. Um, no, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. I, I'm not. I'm not judging his success on whether or not he retains all of those players. I'm hoping he does, but I have no expectations of that happening. Um, you know, so I'm not going to get angry if we hear officially that I'm going to be angry because this, we should never been here in the first place. Um, but I, I'm I'm going to be upset if we hear Tari, but I'm not going to be like, oh, this is all Wes's fault. Um, but that being said, have faith. We've trusted the process up to this point. Let's keep keep trusting the process. Let's adopt the motto. Philly's already shed it. They don't care anymore. Um, they're still letting him be pop off. Uh, the process these, is dead. They're letting him be pop off these contested, uh, contested mid-range jumpers off of a pick and roll, which he is one of the worst at, statistically speaking, doing in the NBA. And they need to be getting him the ball more down low. That's all I got to say. Oh, oh, sorry. Um, I did want to make one mention. If you're listening to this podcast in the final seconds of the podcast, you just we, heard me break down the 76ers. We are going to be launching some new podcasts under the Slangin' Podcast Network LLC. First of which is coming from Corey Sims, friend of the podcast, and details to follow probably next week. But look for look for that. Slangin' Podcast Network. Cheers, buddy.